Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott joining us now. Tim, what'd you see tonight? I got suckered into the Arby's tonight. That's what I thought. Second miss of the year. Yeah, it was pretty easy that you were going to miss that one. But uh, I looked it up. You know, I, I kind of arm wrestled with it because the Jazz have only, out of uh, four, on four back-to-backs, they've split two and two against that 111 number. So it was flip a coin. Do you think we were just tired tonight? What do you think happened? Uh, yeah, I think it was it, – I will tell you this much. It was an awful basketball game to watch. Minus four or five, you know, it was just sluggish. I just felt like it never really got a rhythm. The Jazz did find themselves a little bit um, and were able to get out to a lead. But when, when the Jazz shoot 24% and the Lakers shoot 29% from three, um, color me bored. <laughs> Well, that's not good because it's 11 o'clock at night. Well, I know, but I stayed upright and had a lot of caffeine, you know. I, I did not recline back in this luxurious chair that I have. All right. We'll keep it lively. I'm sure you will. Ron, you have anything you want to add to that? I'm, I'm with uh, Mr. Lacombe. I'm with him tonight. So I don't need to say anything. It was hard on the eyes, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I don't know, guys. I sometimes, you know, we talk about being tired, but, you know, I played this game. And I can stand, yes, I can, I can be tired, um, but you got 12, 13 guys on the roster. Sometimes I don't accept being tired. I got, yeah, but you're, tired. you were, well, you are, you were a superhuman, Ron. Yeah. That's not fair. Well, I can understand tired. Put it this way. I, I, I don't know if the shots we were getting, they just didn't fall. I don't know if the, 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 the shots that they were missed were because of tired legs or if, if we were running and, and pushing the ball up the floor and that kind of thing, then maybe I'd say yes, tired legs, but didn't play that way. That was a bad offensive game. But, right, bad <laughs> offensive game. If j- the, the Jazz were 70 70- 1.4 in, uh, in the half court. Oh, God. It's terrible. What percentile is that? Like third? Four. Okay. And, you know, that's just so different. Obviously, they, they're the best in the league there. Not tonight they weren't. Nope. They certainly were not. Didn't get great shooting performances uh, from what, Bogdanovich, Mitchell, and Clarkson, one of 26 from three, something like that. Rough. Houston Rockets on Wednesday. Hey, Ron, did they have the three-point line when you were playing? I came from the ABA. And they had it. And we had it. That's where the three-point shot came from, Right. The okay. ABA. I don't, the NBA didn't adopt the three-point shot until, boy, what year was that, 79, 80? Somewhere around there. Yeah, something like that. Wow. Okay. And then they ignored it for a while because the math was really, really hard for them to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll we'll talk about this one next. Tough loss, Fun. but we'll break it down. See you. Appreciate it. 101 to 95, final Jazz fall to the Lakers. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, 101 to 95 is your final Jazz fall tonight. To the Lakers in Los Angeles had a lead going into the fourth quarter. Coach Lacombe 
and uh, could not put the ball in the basket. Managed only 17 points in the fourth, outscored 29-17, and uh, the Jazz fall by six. It was, yeah, it was a hard one. Jazz just kind of in mud a little bit early in that game, and I credit the Lakers. They they were obviously embarrassed the last couple games, had a, a, a probably a renewed effort to guard better and, and did a nice job. They changed the rotation around a little bit. And, um, you know, I thought that Stanley Johnson gave him a huge lift tonight. A ten, another 10-day guy that, you know, has a, a crazy good night. Yeah, had an opportunity. Did a lot of that damage in the fourth quarter. In fact, the Lakers bench was really the difference uh, for them tonight. The, the Lakers bench and LeBron. But if you look at the bench with uh, Johnson, Monk, Reeves, and Horton Tucker, Johnson plus 18, Monk plus 17, Reeves plus 13, Horton Tucker plus 15. I mean, that's that's great production off a team. You know, we talked about the, at times, the lack of, of firepower that Lakers have, but that wasn't the case tonight. No. LeBron James finished the night 25, seven rebounds, seven assists. Russell Westbrook, 15 points, eight boards, three assists. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we mentioned Stanley Johnson, seven of nine shooting, 15 points. Malik Monk had 14. Uh, Horton Tucker with 11. For the Jazz, they got 20 from Mike Conley tonight on six of 12 shooting. 19 and 16 from Rudy at three blocks as well. But uh, Donovan, 13 points on six of 19 shooting, 0 of 8 from three. Bogdanovich, just five points on one of nine shooting, 0 of four from three. Rudy Gay, one, uh, four of 12, one of eight from three, nine points. And Jordan Clarkson, two of 13, 0 of six from three. Clarkson with only six points coming off the bench. So you're, you're you know, outside of Conley, kind of your your jazz shooting prowess, uh, th- those players all just had off nights on the same night. And they did miss a bunch of, you know, shots that they normally make. Um, you know, Lakers probably sped them up a little bit with the switching and the length. Uh, but, yeah, it was just kind of a, a weird shooting night for the Jazz all the way around. Um, and, and then, you know, there were periods in the game where the ball kind of stuck again, right? And and so, obviously, a work in progress. Uh, the Jazz, on a positive note in the second half, only turned the ball over three times after turning it over 11 in the first uh, let's see. Jazz finished the night with uh, 21 assists on 31 made field goals. Donovan actually had seven assists tonight and eight rebounds, even though he did not shoot the ball particularly well. The Jazz as a team only shot 37% from the field and 12 of 46 for a red hot 26% from three. And, and the other piece of this, like playing the second night of a back to back, you know, David has talked about it many times, but it's in the 66, 67%. Uh, that the the team with the rest advantage is winning these games. So, you know, I know obviously fatigue is is a hard uh, thing all sometimes to swallow when you figure out, um, you know, how important these games are. But it, it certainly is a factor, and it's it's one that's kind of proven out throughout the league. But that will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on uh, Wednesday night. The Rockets will be in Salt Lake to take on the Jazz. That game will tip off at seven o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post game sound for you. We'll continue. Excuse me to break this one down as well. One hundred one to ninety five. Should final the Jazz fall to the Lakers right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. 
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz fall tonight to the Lakers in L.A. 101-95. We'll get you a sound from Coach Snyder coming up here shortly. Uh, but the Jazz had a tough time scoring the basketball tonight. Ugly game, Tim. I agree with you. This was not the most fun we've had watching the Utah Jazz this year. Yeah, it was It was really, I think, the Lakers' physicality, I guess, and their length, and and then the Jazz playing a, a, a second game. You know, I think those things combined. Um, it seemed to me that the Jazz just kind of took the – the path, early on, they took the path of least resistance. You know, they did not uh, go to the rim hard like they, they did the other night. And I think part of that is, you know, the Lakers are probably a bigger, stronger team that way. Um, but I think a lot of, of the tone was set in that first half, unfortunately, because they, they did have a spurt in that second half where they kind of got it going. Yeah, Jazz uh, scored 32 points in the third quarter, outscored the Lakers 32-20, uh, to 20, and it seemed like they had some momentum going in their direction. But maybe call it ran, a, ran, ran out of gas, uh, maybe call it lack of execution, but did not work in the fourth. Let's go uh, back to L.A. and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Good night for you guys. Was it one of those nights that you liked the shots you got and they just weren't going in, or, or were there things that you could have done better on the offensive end? Um, I, you know, I thought we had – we had too many really tough shots, whether they were late clock, um, you know, where I would have liked to see us, you know, I think some of the shots we had, you know, are makeable, um, but we made it harder on ourselves. I think than than it needed to be as far as, you know, making better reads and moving the ball quicker, um, you know, and generating, you know, some better shots. Uh, and I think that showed, you know, obviously, um, you know, the, the defense has been something that, you know, we've really focused on and worked on and um, had an emphasis. And I, I thought we really defended, particularly in the first half, um, you know, where, you know, I thought it kept us it kept us right there in the game. And then the third quarter, obviously, we, you know, we had a had had some good possessions and made a run and kept keep, kept guarding. But, um, you know, we've been. You know, we've been good offensively, and there's a reason we've been good. And, um, you know, I think this is one we'll see the film and and see how we can be better. Tony Jones. Um, what was the what was the, the tipping point for you guys in the last nine minutes when the Lakers made that deciding run? Well, they ran the small, small action. Um, we got cross-matched in transition where a couple times – you know, JC ended up on LeBron and that's just, you know, us not being urgent enough to try to get matched up when we can. And, um, you know, Rudy was guarding Johnson and, you know, trying to get out and hedge and get under, we got hung up. Um, and then when we did execute it, right. Uh, you know, Johnson had the ball and made a really tough finish, you know, over Rudy that, that that's a play that usually is, you know, we're in a pretty good position at that point, but, you know, I thought, you know, when you're not scoring during that stretch, what we scored 17 in the fourth quarter, that that makes it hard too because you're just continually fending it off. But, you know, I, I thought we we hung in there in, in spite of that, um, but you know, weren't able to, uh, you know, to get a push on the offensive end and and put more pressure on them by by making some shots and scoring the basketball. Andy Larson. 
two questions for you, Quinn. First, just kind of on those offensive rebounds, did you see kind of where they came from or kind of what your team, what you hoped your team would do better? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, when we're involved in, in help situations in, in isolation, um, a lot of times that'll take people out of position to rebound. And you've really got to um, have an urgency to find a body. You know, I think some of them that got tipped, you know, that, that was kind of what I was referring to in the first half. I don't know what um, the offensive rebound totals were in the first half, but I thought we did a good job, you know, getting on the glass. But we, pretty when Rudy's coming over to help and contest shots, um, you know, that's when we need to really dig in on the glass and, and come up with some of those. And, you know, when you do that, sometimes, you know, they turn into buckets the other way. And we had some looks on the other end that, um, that were good. You know, I thought we had some that we, we took some tougher shots than we want to. Um, but if we can come up with those rebounds and close possessions, you know, it gives us a chance to generate offense and transition. And then my second question is, on a night when Jordan is struggling like that, not only shooting, but kind of another aspect of the game, do you give any thought to putting in Mike Conley earlier or, or making some sort of other change there? Well, we, we, we've played... You know, we put Mike in a little earlier than typically we do. Um, Jordan got hung up in a couple situations defensively. Um, you know, that like I said, where he was cross-matched because he was the one that picked up the ball, which, you know, is good. Um, you know, but I, I think with Mike's situation, you know, this is a back-to-back. Um, we've been conscious of his minutes in those situations. So um, I don't think we're hanging on, you know, any one guy or a substitution. That, that There's always room for that. Um, we had a lot of guys tonight that um, on the offensive end could have been more efficient. Um, and again, I, like I said, I thought collectively we defended pretty well. So um, there's always, you know, you're always going through whether you want to keep a guy in and take him out, you know, and what that math is, um, you know, but in this case, particularly given where Mike's been, we've been pretty committed to keeping his minutes you know, at a certain level, um, you know, for all the reasons that you guys know, you know his endurance and, his health and, and whatnot. And, you know, that's tough because Mike was having a good night and we're aware of that. All right. That's everyone. Thanks coach. Thank there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder after his team uh, falls by six to the Lakers tonight. Uh, coach Lacombe, your thoughts. Interesting about Conley, you know, whether to put him back in um, or play him more minutes, but I, I like the long approach to the, the things, you know, I thought Mike was actually pretty good tonight. Um, five for nine from three really had it going from there. Um, and, and like we said, man, the team just, they really respond to him. Um, everybody else was really struggling and, you know, the jazz aren't going to win a game when Bojan and Mitchell and Clarkson are as off as they are. That's just too many possessions that you don't get anything out of. Coach, uh, talked about how he wasn't uh, real happy with the shots they ended up getting in the, in the, uh, in the fourth quarter, talked about not moving the ball early enough, but, uh, you could kind of plainly see that watching the game tonight, that the, the shots that they ended up getting in the fourth quarter just were not terrific. Yeah, they settled. I mean, that that's the word I would use. I think you can you can create something really, really good for yourself or others, or you can kind of settle for what the defense gives. And I think four or five times they settled, you know. We've got Sports Center going on in the background and they're doing the top ten plays. And of course, number one, the Russell Westbrook jam on Rudy Gobert. My yeah. question to you is is that an offensive foul with the way he led with the forearm? Yeah, probably. Remarkably athletic play. Don't get me wrong, but night. But he just stuck his arm out and created a little space. It was a a ball screen uh, between LeBron and it looked like to me Royce was 
uh, we're supposed to receive um, LeBron and Bojan was supposed to step up and take the ball, and he never got to that point. No, he did not. And uh, Rudy, to his credit, you know, worked uh, for a brief uh, brief time with, uh, of course, the great Sean Bradley. And he, uh, I talked to him off the air a bunch about uh, he, he would always go up and challenge it. Didn't care about making it onto a poster. His job is to go up and try and defend the rim. And uh, I give guys like Rudy credit for going up and, you know, the – Russell Westbrook's got a full head of steam coming at him in the lane, but he's not going to shy away from it. Probably knew there was at least a chance he was going to get dunked on, but that does not matter. That is his job to go up there and try and block it. And, and he did a great job of, you know, in the position he was in. He, he definitely tried. Um, I'll take that every, every day over, you know, not trying. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's get a look at your uh, points of paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting, uh, let's see here. Tonight, the Jazz points in the paint with the Lakers. Uh, Lakers outscored the Jazz 44-36. to 36. Yeah, the, the number uh, I saw, the Lakers really did get to the rim at will. Um, you know, one of their better games playing downhill. The Jazz not very good in transition defense tonight. I felt like that was going to be a factor. Um, but the Lakers got 41% of their shots tonight at the rim, wow. which is near a season high. And as bad as the Jazz were in half court, I guess you wouldn't expect their number to be very high. They were in the 50s last night down to the, uh, 36. Yeah. Yeah, the Lakers were 22 for 33 at the rim. Wow. You don't see that all that often against the Jazz with Rudy. They they do a good job of protecting it. But maybe something to that uh, small, small pick and roll. Yep. You know, hiding Rudy, trying to keep him out of the play. Well, LeBron's LeBron. So yeah. there's yeah, good luck. Maybe the, I mean, stand in front of that freight train trying to prevent him from finishing. I mean, he's just, I mean, he's the size of Carl moves like John. We've talked about it for a long time. That's tough. One of those plays in transition where he literally was like a freight train and there no way anybody was going to stop him. You could foul him, but man, that's when he really shows, you know, that grace and and his ability also to play with so much force. LeBron tonight, 25-7-7. and Uh, 25 to lead uh, all scores tonight, LeBron James. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, one of the better Lakers' better victories on the season, that's for sure. 101-95 to over the Utah Jazz. We'll get you some player sound coming up next. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. More straight ahead on the Jazz Game Night Postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe with you. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. 101 to 95 is your final. The Jazz fall tonight in L.A. to the Lakers. Uh, let's get to your Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, local vehicle glass expert, here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Jazz. Safe Light is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. As usual, your Master of the Glass tonight one Rudy Gobert with 16 boards tonight to go along with his 19 points. Rudy Gay, uh, Rudy Gay did have eight rebounds coming in off the bench. Donovan Mitchell finished the night 
with eight rebounds as well. But, of course, Rudy Gobert, your master of the glass. What did you think of Rudy's game tonight? I thought Rudy played well. I thought the Jazz missed him a bunch, you know, uh, on seals. Uh, there was a period in time with that switch that they did a good job. But tonight they were a little hesitant to throw it. I think maybe the Lakers' ball pressure could be part of that. But um, just felt like in 37 minutes and only getting eight shots, you know, when everybody else was pretty cold, um, perhaps an opportunity to kind of uh, keep moving the needle, right? And uh, I think sometimes he gets lost in there. Rudy had a nice finish, uh, got the ball with Dwight Howard uh, on him deep in the paint and was able to finish over Dwight Howard. So uh, I know Locke noted that on the broadcast. Of course, we've talked about it at length. Rudy having trouble finishing with a, uh, a guy between he and the basket. That is something that he's certainly improved on. That was a good example of it there. So maybe, you know, as a Jazz Watch film, they, they pick out some of those spots where they could have had Rudy because you and I both saw a bunch of those tonight. Yeah. The the other thing I'll mention, he had three blocks and I thought he changed a bunch of shots. So, yeah, they show the highlight dunk. But, you know, there was one play in particular where he affected three guys taking a shot within two feet. Um, you know, but that just that's not great for Sports Center. You want to see dunks and um, humiliation. By the way, the Jazz on the offensive glass were out rebounded uh, by the Lakers in the second half, nine to two. Yes, and that you know the Jazz had done a good job of keeping the Lakers completely off the glass. It was season low at halftime, but um, caught up with them a little bit there. Gave up nine. Let's go back to LA. It's time to hear from Rudy Gobert. Rudy, you guys had that uh, great third quarter to kind of surge ahead, and then things seemed to kind of fall apart in the fourth as as the game progressed. Kind of what was what was the difference? What went wrong in the fourth quarter? We we just uh, we just got a little disconnected, you know. I started offensively, and and then I think uh, we had, for the most part of the game, I thought we played really good defense. You know, we just had a one stretch when uh, uh, we we're giving up offensive rebounds and and we're giving up back doors, and I, I didn't box out my man. Uh, we we just had a bad stretch defensively, but for the most part, I thought we were solid. And offensively, there's just a stretch when. We stopped moving the ball, and and you know we we had a few bad shots, a few turnovers, and and then they were about to to run on us and, and get the momentum. Sarah Todd, Rudy, it seemed like you guys never really got into an offensive rhythm. That it was kind of start and stop anytime you guys actually got a few things going. What what were the problems that you saw out there offensively? Like I said, you know, I, I just think we, I thought in the third, we'd, we're doing a great job, you know, moving the ball, running, sharing the ball. And and then we had just one stretch, uh, you know, when we, that stopped, you know, we're just forcing a little bit, uh, not finding each other, you know, and then, and making it harder on ourselves. And when we did that, you know, obviously uh, we can complain about a lot of things, but, but external for sure, but, but. At the end of the day, we can control and we can be better, and then just uh, yeah, just 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 be better uh, moving the ball. We, we uh, we're gonna watch film and see what we can do better. But uh, I like the way we play defense for the most part of the game. Andy Larson, Rudy, what happened on the Russell Westbrook dunk? And can I ask what he all what did he say to you afterwards? Uh, I don't think he said anything to me. I think he likes he, he talks to himself a lot, but but um, I watch it. It, it, was, it was a nice dunk, 
it was a nice dunk. I just I just felt like I couldn't jump because he had his hand on my on my shoulder. But you know they're not they're not going to call that. They, they're going to let the big man uh, take what he deserves and and uh, and the fans uh, enjoy the a, a nice dunk. So it was a nice dunk. Eric, go ahead. Rudy, as you mentioned, it, it seemed like overall the defense was a lot better for the most part uh, tonight. It did seem like they had a little bit of success late in the fourth quarter with the the small, small pick and roll. Um, where do you see, what are, what are kind of the challenges of defending that? Where do you see room for improvement in terms of matching up against that? I think our communication, communication can be a lot better. You know, I think we got to, even on a back-to-back, even when we a little tired, we got to, uh, it doesn't take much energy to talk, and we need to to really uh, keep getting better at that and make it a habit. And uh, and then yeah, just you know, there's, there's always going to be uh, a few bad stretches. We are going to make mistakes at some point, but let's make sure that those uh, when that happens, we're able to quickly uh, react and and make sure it doesn't happen twice in a row. You know, and, and tonight I think we got the stretch when. Uh, we all kind of made a mistake one by one, you know, uh, one after the other, and then they were able to get back in the game during that stretch. So uh, just got to keep, you know, keep getting better, keep keep communicating, and we'll be all right. All right, there you go. That's uh, Rudy Gobert, his post-game comments uh, tonight. Rudy, uh, 19 points on 6 of 8 shooting, 16 rebounds, and had three block shots. Not real worried about uh, the the Russell Westbrook dunk. In fact, called it a nice dunk. Said Westbrook wasn't yelling at him, but likes to, to talk to himself. He, he assessed the situation perfect. And, I, I mean, again, I, I it doesn't surprise me the way these guys think the game. But um, ever the professional, you know, not making excuses, but – did call out the fact that, you know, he had a hard time jumping uh, because of what you saw, the the arm outstretched and kind of keeping him down. But, um, yeah, I, I liked Rudy's comments. Ball movement was was a little bit lacking, and, and he talked about that. But defense, you know, defense other than a couple spots in transition and a little bit of, you know, when Rudy was out, I thought the defense was actually pretty solid tonight. The guys did a much better job of being locked in there. Coach Snyder said something similar when we heard his comments in the last segment that uh, he, he seemed at least, I don't know, pleased is the right word, but not displeased with the defensive effort. No, the Jazz problems tonight were, were almost all offensive. Enforcing shots, you know, or like what did Quinn say? What was the, uh, he just didn't like the shot selection overall, whether it be late clock and the ball just kind of stuck and they ended up having to take a shot or some, you know, early ones. And, and I thought Donovan's fourth quarter – um, shot where he was really deep. I, I thought maybe he got caught up a little bit in the LeBron, you know, situation there. But, um, yeah, just didn't fight as hard for, for better shots, I think, was a theme throughout the game for the team. Whether it was it was Clarkson, Conley, or Mitchell, it seemed like those three, maybe a little less so Conley, but it seemed like those three got a lot of late-in-the-shot-clock type of situations where they had to take shots that, uh, that weren't good. And, you know... Joe Ingles made a couple threes tonight. You know, I thought Joe actually kind of got the, gave the Jazz a little bit of a lift offensively. Um, you know, was a minus 10 while out there. The bench just really struggled. You know, the, the Laker bench was good tonight. You know, you went through the numbers. Uh, Johnson, Monk, Reeves, and Horton Tucker, um, you know, three of the four of those guys in double figures. So, you know, they kind of got outplayed. Bench, bench units got outplayed tonight. 
Let's get to the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A earn rewards with the uh, Chick-fil-A one app tonight. The Jazz from the line, 21 of 24, 87.5%. The Lakers, just 14 of 23, 61%. In fact, uh, LeBron struggled from the line tonight, uh, just going 4 of 8, but uh, did not really seem to matter. Yeah, it, it is a positive to me that the Jazz uh, get to the line. The the Lakers don't get to the line great, so tonight that may have been part of the issue. You know, they they fouled a lot. Um, that's par- part of the reason why the rhythm wasn't great in the game, too. You know, each team shot 23-24 free throws. Uh, I thought uh, the Lakers number would end up being a lot more after they got into the penalty with uh, about half the fourth quarter to go, and the Jazz – uh, struggle obviously in the four twenty nine uh, seventeen, but again didn't turn out really to be a factor in this one. No, it did not. Um, you know, again, you're looking for constants, and I, and I like the you know the Jazz to a man the starting lineup. Uh, everyone got to the line in that starting lineup. To the interesting one tonight, Donovan only got there one time, which talks about some of that. You know, maybe settling for shots as opposed to getting all the way to the rim. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz fall the Lakers tonight, 101 to 101-95. Coming up next, we'll get you more sound from the players right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. We also want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure and the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear $1,000 grant, personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in the suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. Um, tonight, Coach Lacombe, you look at Bogdanovich, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gay, and Jordan Clarkson. Those four players who are critically important to this jazz team went one of 26 from three. And uh, curious, uh, you you coached in a lot of games. Was there, when everybody doesn't have it, or at least I shouldn't say everybody, you know, some jazz players shot the ball a little bit better, see Mike Conley. But, you know, when those four players who are really good shooters do not shoot the ball well on a specific night, actually, let's hold that thought. Let's go back to L.A. We'll talk about the shooting here in a moment. But Mike Conley is talking to the media. Mike, so you guys put together a really good run in the third quarter, and then the wheels kind of came off in the fourth. What was uh, kind of the difference as, as the game progressed down the stretch? Um, well, I think that, you know, we had a stretch there where we made the game a lot tougher than we needed, needed to be. Uh, when we were playing our best basketball, uh, offensively, the ball was moving. Um, guys were touching it and just spinning around the horn and making plays, but our defense was was pretty solid throughout the the whole evening, except for the the stretch with Stanley Johnson and and how he got going there and um, in that small small pick and roll area. So um, I thought we we did a lot of good things, um, just not enough. I guess a team that obviously was hungry hungry for a win and you know made the plays at the end of the game. Sarah Todd. 
Mike, is there anything that you can say about the offensive rebounding in the fourth quarter and maybe why there was such a big discrepancy there? Um, I think a lot of it has, you know, with, with the personnel they have and with LeBron and the attention that he, um, he draws, we, we had to get into a lot of different rotations and a lot of different guys cutting a lot of guys just being active on the weak side, um, kind of causes us to be in, 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 you know, different, different, uh, mismatches, whether our little, our guards are on bigger guys or, um, you know, vice versa, just, just, we end, we end up in, end up in bad situations sometimes, but, um, you know, we, we still have to communicate through those situations, um, but that's what they're good at is, you know, off ball movement with, with LeBron having the ball and him being able to pick you apart and, you know, kind of have you man down situations and causing you to be late on, on you know, the, the, the offensive boards. Hi, Derek. Mike, are all those things that you just mentioned kind of, are, are those inherent in the difficulties of, of you guys kind of figuring out how to defend those, those small, small matchups? Well, yeah, that's all, that's all, you know, a part of it, you know, with the small, small stuff, it's, it's, uh, it's been tough for us all year. And um, it's been, the, you know, one of the areas we've always, you know, had to try to work on and, and games like tonight, it was obvious that um, we had some issues there, but, you know, with the, the, you know, the, the, the personnel for the other team really dictates, you know, our rotations dictates how aggressive we are, how much we're out on the floor, how, how pushed out we are on the floor, which causes, you know, guys to be out of position and long rebounds and different things like that can happen. So um, all things we, we still can, can can improve at. You know, it's not the end of the world. We know we can get better at it. Um, but games like tonight is, you know, uh, it was obviously evident. All right, Mike, that's everyone. Thanks. All right, thank you. All right, there you go. That's uh, Mike Conley, his post-game comments. Mike, tonight, 20 points, four assists. He grabbed a rebound as well, 6 of 12 from the field. Red Hot, 5 of 9 from 3. Royce O'Neal was 3 of 5 from 3, but those two... Oh, and throw in Joe Ingles, 3 of 6 from 3. Those those three were really the Jazz shooting tonight. Everybody else kind of struggled. Yeah, it's crazy when you say 1 for 26. I mean... From four guys. Yeah, yeah from four guys. I, I look... It's crazy they only lost by six. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> right. I mean, that literally is like taking 25 possessions and kicking the ball into the stands. Uh, in, you know, so um, the fact that they were able to kind of keep this game that close with all those sh- missed shots from guys that typically shoot a way better percentage, um, I think that's the story of the game. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And it's just, well, we were starting down this road before we threw it to Mike Conley. When you see... All those shooters have a, a rough night together. Maybe it is the fatigue, but, uh, you know, what do you say to your team, Coach, uh, when guys just have an off night like that? You just keep shooting, right? And and I think you look for growth. Quinn mentioned it. You know, Rudy mentioned it. There was some growth on the defensive end tonight. They had to be better defensively because they couldn't score. Um, I mean, uh, there were two quarters. They scored uh, 21 in the second and 17 in the fourth. Mm. So... I mean, that's just down for the Jazz, and and a lot of that was just, you know, not making shots. Mike said right there, he said, quote, we made the game a lot tougher tonight than it needed to be. Yeah, I thought he summed it up pretty well with one sentence right there. And again, I think that that's the, you know, that's the shot selection kind of situation. Um, Something that you can control a little better, and we've seen them deal with uh, shot selection, you know, in in a much better way. 
but they did end up with more contested shots than they typically and you see uh, in a typical jazz game. Well, they're just usually a lot more efficient executing in the half court. Right. But it was it was you go back and look at the shots that were taken, it's um, you know, be night and day and what they typically get and what they got tonight. Well, and they struggled, frankly, when Mike Conley wasn't on the floor and he played 28 minutes. So we, we heard from Coach Snyder, he talked about, you know, putting Mike back in or, of course, they're being delicate with his minutes. He actually played on the second night of a back-to-back. Of course, one of the big uh, goals of the season is to get specifically Mike Conley, but really everybody, uh, to the the finish line of the regular season healthy and ready to go for the playoffs. And, you know, if Mike would have played a few extra minutes tonight, you never know because he he was the one who had it going, but uh, had to have a little discipline and uh, and limit his minutes a tad bit. But there's no doubt. No, we've said this a zillion times on this show. You know, the offense just looks and operates so much more smoothly when Mike's running it. Yep, it does. And there's, you know, and he'd be the one to know. Like, we were hard on ourselves tonight. and um, And that was... That was definitely the case. You know, some of the missed assignments in transition to really kind of sparked runs for the Lakers. Yeah, it, well, particularly in the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah, yep. yeah, right. <clears throat> and then the Jazz failing to to really be able to put it in the basket and having some of those empty possessions that you were talking about just uh, does not do you any favors when you're trying to hold off a team that has a little bit more rest than you do. And and that word we hear often from Quinn is force, right? We got to play offense with force, which means we're playing downhill. <clears throat> excuse me, downhill. The Jazz were definitely just not in that mode tonight. Whether it was fatigue, whether it was the scheme or defense confusion, but that was really kind of the telling part for the Jazz tonight in the half court. All right, post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, the My Subaru's campaign features real stories from Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Lakers, 101-95. to Coming up next, we'll have your play of the game. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts. We have a couple of stat nuggets from our guy Tyson Ewing, and we may, we're not sure, we may have another Jazz player from L.A., so stay tuned for that Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Royce in the corner, fires the three, hits it, and the Jazz like that are up by nine in L.A. All right, there's your play of the game, courtesy of our guy David Locke and Brutt. D by Larry H. Miller dealerships for a service sales and selection, lhmauto.com, driven by you. Jazz game night, post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, 101 95 is your final. Jazz fall to the Lakers tonight. Uh, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. As I mentioned in the last segment, we may. Have another player interview from Los Angeles. We are not sure. Is the Zoom link still open there, Jeff? It is still open. So there's still the possibility we could have some further post-game sound for you. Although, uh, normally when they're getting out of town, usually there's not kind of this delay. But uh, as Jeff pointed out uh, during the break when we were debating if we'll get someone else, he said sometimes Donovan takes a minute to come out. So maybe maybe we'll have some player sound for you. He's the voice of reason, ladies and gentlemen. Jeffrey Carroll. That's what Cheered he does. For him, please. Uh, quick review if you're just joining us at 11.58 on a Tuesday night. 
Uh, Mike Conley led the way for the Jazz in the loss with uh, 20 points on 6 of 12, shooting 5 of 9 from 3. Rudy had 19 to go along with 16 rebounds, 3 block shots. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal both had 13 apiece, although Royce shot the ball well, 3 of 5. Uh, Donovan did not, 6 of 19, including 0 of 8 from 3. Rudy Gay had 9 off the bench. Joe Ingles had 9 off the bench. Uh, Joe, three of six shooting uh, for those nine points. And maybe that's a, maybe that's a positive to take from this game uh, that, uh, that Joe got his shot going a little bit. Uh, we had talked about, you know, his frustration when he got thrown out of that game in the first few minutes of he, he, when he returned from health and safety protocol. And uh, tonight to see the ball go in a little bit might be a good thing for him. And he made a couple, you know, pivotal moments, I thought, when the Jazz were making a run. It was good. So it was nice to see Joe have some success out there, um, you know, from three. All right, let's go back to L.A. We do have Donovan. Let's get to him, Donovan Mitchell. Hey, Don. So you guys had a pretty great stretch in the third quarter where you kind of took control and then um, weren't really able to continue that into the fourth. What was kind of the difference as the game went along? No, we, we, we competed defensively. You know, I think the biggest thing is um, we missed some shots. Offense got a little stagnant, but, you know, they, they kind of got on the run. Stanley Jackson kind of got going late. I think that's what uh, ended up changing the game. Andy Larson. You mentioned the missed shots. Were you happy with the shots you were getting, or did you think the shot selection could have been uh, better? There were a few that could have been better. For myself personally, I think there were a few that could have been better. Um, you know, I think there's just certain instances where the game gets harder, you know, when you play a team that's, you know, as aggressive as they are. Um, so shot, like a few shots could have been better. Uh, but overall, you know, as far as the threes, uh, I'm most okay with most of them or pretty much all of them. Um, but could have been a little better. Sure, Todd. Donovan, it seemed like you guys, it was kind of start and stop to getting some kind of a rhythm for the offense up until that third quarter. What what changed to get into that rhythm, and then what kind of fell off because it started to get stagnant again in the fourth? Um, oh no, I don't really have an answer for why it got stagnant. I think you know it's just kind of a feel thing, and you know you would like to say, oh, it's we're half more than halfway through, we should have a feel by now. But you know, there's there's times like this where you just it's gotta you gotta go through this to 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 elevate. You know what I mean? I think this is just one of those instances we'll look back on and say, okay, we watched the film. You know, what do we do wrong? How do we get it better? You know, I think how do we become better in those instances in those instances? And I think um shot selection was huge, but you know, driving spacing, you know, driving, you know, finding guys, I think a lot of that plays into it for sure. Right, Andy. Uh, I also wanted to ask, you know, the they played small with LeBron at, at the five for a lot of that game and and or especially at the end. And Kind of how did you think you guys did against that look and, and what do you guys really need to focus on to really kind of win those minutes? Um, again, I, I won't say everything. Like I won't harp on it too much because, you know, I don't know the last time me, Boyan, and JC missed all of our threes, you know, so we make a few of them and changes the game. You know, credit to them for being aggressive on their blacks, you know, kind of clogging the paint. And fortunately, we missed, unfortunately, we missed a few, we missed some shots. You know, I, I think, you know, like I said, if we make a few, the game may change, but you can't always rely on making shots. I can't say defensively we had, you know, too many lapses that, you know, cost us the game. They 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 hit some shots as well. But, you know, 
continuing to move the ball, like I said, like I told Sarah, just finding ways to to elevate our offense. It got stagnant tonight. It, it definitely did. And, you know, we guys got to look at the film and just and be better. All right. That's everyone. Thanks, John. All right, there you go. That's uh, Donovan Mitchell. And tonight, Donovan, as he mentioned, did not shoot well. 0 of 8 from 3, 6 of 19 from the field. He had 13 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Stagnant, Coach Lacombe, is the word he chose to use. Yeah, I thought I felt like that. You know, I said played in mud, but I I felt like stagnant's a great word. And, you know, he, he pointed out some things that it, it, part of it is what the Lakers do to you with their physicality and their aggressiveness. Um, you know, and then part of it is, you know, you get into a mindset and it's hard to get out of it. Um, and, so, and so forcing shots tonight on the offensive side or, or not getting the, the, the much better looks, you know, was part of it. And then just missing shots was part of it because there were catch and shoots that were missed as well. So, you know, the, the key to the whole thing was they had a kind of a historic bad night shooting it from the guys who typically are the shooters. All right, that's a good transition into our stat nuggets for tonight from our friend Tyson Ewing, who does stats for uh, the TV broadcast, AT&T Sports Net. You can follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2. Let's jump right in it. Uh, Tyson, uh, let's see, sent these across. This was Utah's second-worst shooting night of the season, shot just 36.9%. The Jazz missed 19 of their final 25 shots. They missed 29 of their final 35 threes. Wow. That's not good. Yeah, that's a tough way to win game. Uh, let's see. Jazz offense, first half, Rudy on the floor, 12 of 23, 52% plus one. Rudy off the floor, one of 14, 7%, minus seven. Uh, second half, Rudy on the floor, 11 of 36, 31%, minus 11. Rudy off the floor, 7 of 11, 7, 64%, plus 11. Surprised how inverse that is. Wow, that is, that is interesting. That's wild. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have either. <clears throat> and then uh, finally, this is Rudy's fifth consecutive 15-plus rebound game. This is the third time uh, he's done it in his career. Like rebounding is his new thing, right? Like blocking shots, protecting the rim. Now he's just added that in another category. And it's like booster every night. Uh, hey, it's... He's uh, going to lead the league in rebounding. I mean, there's... Because he, he just does it on a nightly basis. Our, our guys at Safe Flight. Got to get out that checkbook because Rudy's going to lead the league in rebounds this year. Good job, Safe Flight. Yeah, shout out to Safe Flight. Doing some good. Every time Rudy grabs a board. I don't think uh, – what what would you put the chances that Rudy is not the team's leading rebounder this year? <laughs> uh, that ship has sailed. Yeah, I think that might uh, <laughs> might be a thing. So uh, Rudy with another uh, big-time performance on the boards, but the, the Jazz come up short in this one. They lose. 101 to 95. Coach Lacombe, let's get a few final thoughts on this one before we put this baby to bed. You know, I think I was hoping for a little better performance, you know, and just being able to kind of get in a rhythm. And to the Lakers' credit, they did a good job playing with energy. That was a word we used in the pregame. Um, you know, the Jazz, for whatever reason, and I think part of it may be fatigue um, and and then just the style of play. But just didn't look like themselves tonight. Um, energy was definitely more on the Lakers' side, but I like the fight, and I like the fact that they actually did guard with all those guys missing shots. It would have been easy uh, to not guard, and that thing could have got totally out of hand. But the Jazz stayed in there, and, and I think that that's the the, the silver lining. Um, you know, you never like to lose a game, and you never like to lose a game to those guys. Well, and I'll add it. It seemed like the Lakers really wanted this. They one. did want it. We, yeah. I, I told you, like watching film. 
for, and, and remembering games from the past, it means something to them. You know, this, the jazz thing, for whatever reason, it gets them, gets them going. Yeah, I don't know how many dunks like that Russell Westbrook's had this year. I mean, he got into the lane, too. I mean, Russell Westbrook, you know, I know Locke was talking about how few of minutes he played, and, you know, you could debate whether Russell's a, a net positive or net negative, of course, but uh, it seemed like he was having his way, certainly with Royce, uh, when they tried to put Royce over there on him and, and getting in and making plays. Yeah, it's funny to think, because the thing that went through my mind when he dunked it and then watching the replay was, man, that was like, that used to happen to guys all the time. It yep. doesn't happen as often. But, man, he's still got that pop. Yep. No doubt about it. All right, we want to say big thanks to everybody who helped out with the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone calling all the action for us. The broadcast assistants who worked uh, with us. Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to the title sponsor of the postgame show. That is Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, my friend. Thanks for staying up so late tonight. Yeah. Hey, back-to-backs, man. The Sunday, Sunday, Monday, back-to-back. Knock that out. Ben, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. All right, 101 to 95 is your final Jazz Fall to the Lakers. Our next broadcast is coming your way Wednesday night. The Houston Rockets will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.